Hi, my name is Leo Fernandez, and you listen to the First Team Podcast. With your host, John Frashante. Hello, Cosmos Country. We are back once again with the First Team Podcast. My name is John Frashante, and I welcome you back once again to the First Team Podcast tonight's show. So, a lot of things has happened in Cosmos Country. A lot of things. One is that the Cosmos do take on the Fort Lauderdale Strikers tomorrow night. We have a packed show for you. We talk to Haji Wright. We do have an interview with him, a great one. Another one with Gunter Kronsteiner. And let's get talking about Gunter Kronsteiner and then we'll get talking about some other business. Uh, Gunter Kronsteiner, if you don't know who he is, he is a manager of the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. And what makes him different about other managers, other coaches of clubs in the NASL, is that he got fired and came back. And you may be saying, okay, he got fired and just got rehired, but this is huge news that, or it's old news, but it's something that we have to talk about, is that, let's get started talking about before the, the season started. At the end of the, at the end of last season, the Brazilian owners of the Strikers, they came in and supporters of the Strikers thought that they were going to invest money. Make the Strikers a winning team, uh, put better talent on the field, and give a bigger budget to Gunter Kronsteiner. But what ended up happening was that Gunter got fired because the Brazilian owners, the new owners, they uh, gave him a contract that he deemed disrespectful. So the new ownership group for the Strikers decided to bring in a youth coach, which... It's hard because he had never coached a professional club before. And they brought him in, and he didn't do so great in the spring season. Uh, but it's hard to say if he could do great in the fall season because in the spring, there's only 10 matches. So they decided to fire him and bring more excitement within the fan base. So they decided to hire Gunther Kronsteiner once again. And that really brought the supporters... Uh, out of their seats and made them stand up and be excited once again to bring some excitement into the club because Gunter Kronsteiner, if you don't know, he was a fan favorite. And even the podcast down there in South Florida, the Tailgate Show, uh, they love Gunter. And that's what makes this story so remarkable. And we talked to Gunter Kronsteiner, which we will get to in a little bit. We will play that for you momentarily. But the Strikers have been on fire, and that's what Gunter seems to do. He seems to uh, have this plan in place and his style of play, which is great. 
and they ended up beating the Tampa Bay Rowdies in the derby between Tampa Bay and the Strikers. So uh, I didn't expect them to beat the Rowdies, but they ended up winning that derby matchup. So here is the interview with Gunter Kronstein, and we did have some technical uh, difficulties when we was talking to Gunter, uh, but we will play you a clip that is great to hear. So here is Gunter, and then we will sort of dissect what he has to say. This call is being recorded. So we're here with Gunter Kronsteiner, the manager of the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. How are you today, Gunter? I'm doing fine. Hanging in there, working hard for maybe making points on the weekend again. Great, great. So let's get talking about uh, the end of last season when you led the Strikers, you managed them to the championship, to the finals. And you lost against the Scorpions, which was a sad defeat, but you made it to the finals, which was a big thing for the club and the supporters. And after that, Brazilian owners came in uh, and hopefully would invest money into the team for the future, which would have been a bright future. But you got a contract that you deemed disrespectful. So can you talk about that? Um, you know, I not really want to reach back so so you know what was done what was was maybe not 100 percent okay and everything i just feel a little bit sorry that we had to let go a lot of the players which really you know helped us to make it to the final mm -hmm. you know this is the only thing what i regret a little bit that we are not you know that we are not really now going from there already you know because when you have a top team and then you add maybe one or two more players then you are pretty much already there you know, to achieve this goal, what you have in your mind, and this is winning the championship. You know, it's, now we have to build up the game. Now we have a lot of new players. Now we have to, to figure out the game and which way to play. You know, who fits it. It's perfectly maybe for the team. So a lot of work is in front of us again. So we basically missed, I would say, one year, you know. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about the process that, uh, like, how, how they contacted you and uh, the conversations there? No, I think at first we couldn't agree to the terms, you know, what I gave them from my side and I would say it was not about the money because I think it'd be one of the cheapest coaches in this league, now not cheap in in, in in a way, you know, from, from the quality, I think. But, you know, I'm already 60 years, so I had a lot of, of coaching positions already before by bigger teams. So this is also, you know, something what I like to do because I want to help a little bit this team. And so it was not a money issue, but still, you know, we couldn't come to terms at the time. So they decided to take somebody else. And I was extremely surprised, I have to say this, as all of a sudden I was already back home working in my garden, you know, like what, what a pensionist is doing there. And all of a sudden I got this call and they told me that they wanted me back, you know, they didn't play very well, they, I think they were two points or three points away from the last position, and they really thought that maybe you can turn it around. That's why I got the call, and as I said, and I'm here, and now I try to do a little better. So as you said, there was a missed time when you weren't a part of the team. So what do you think is going to be the hardest thing to uh, reach one of the playoff spots? 
You know, it is it is hard because we lost already ground a little bit. You know, at the beginning, of course, they, they were as I said, they were really very far behind those of his points. Now, since uh, four games, we didn't lose a game anymore, so I think we're on the way up already. The question is only, you know, if we can stay like this because still the, the I have a good starting eleven, but besides the starting eleven, you know, everything what comes behind is not really on the level what I would like to have. You know, so. We would need, for sure, four or five more quality players, and then, you know, we can nearly guarantee, you know, what you should not do, but I still can say, you know, that we would maybe guarantee that we can make it to the playoffs again. This is what we don't know now. When when we're lucky a little bit that not one of the starting 11 is hurt, you know, and so then, of course, we have chances. But besides this, it will be tough, you know, when we have two or three, like we had it now, the best goal scorer from our team was hurt for a long period of time. He's slowly coming back now. So this can hurt us, so I hope, and we, as I said, a little bit lucky, then we can still achieve the goals we have. On this Sunday, there's going to be a big clash against the New York Cosmos, a team that you know about, you coached in this league before. Uh, so can you talk about that upcoming matchup? Now, everybody knows that Everybody knows that the Cosmos, of course, has the, has the, the, the biggest resources money-wise, you know, Mm-hmm. They have everything but what they need to really do to be the top the top dog in our league. But I still think we have we have not not a lot of less quality than they have. This is what I think, you know, and you can I never be scared from somebody, you know, it doesn't because money doesn't play soccer, you know. You have to still step on the field, you still have to perform the ninety minutes long and, and you know, and who performs better, has a better attitude and everything, he will win the games. And this is exactly where we are right now, you know. So I don't care if this is Cosmos, if this is San Antonio, whoever, you know. We're the strikers, you know. We should be proud of this. We have a great crew right now, and, and why we should not be able also to make something there. You said that uh, uh, that you need four to five quality players to go forward. So uh, will we see a signing soon for the four, a lot of our strikers? You know what? I could not hear the last question. No, sorry. You said that the club, that the squad needs four to five quality players. Could we see a signing soon? Right. Yeah, right. I said this is what we need because you know we don't have depth in the in the in our group. You know, I I would say we have eleven players which can for sure compete there with all the other ones, but everything what comes behind is a little bit. You know, it's not on this level right now. And as you know, you always have injuries. You know, sometimes you have a somebody with a red card out there. Somebody has an and, and other problem, you know, whatever, sometimes somebody gets married or whatever it is. So you always need minimum a backup with four or five other players too, you know, which for sure, you know, would, would have the same level as the starting eleven. And this is what I miss a little bit at this time. One exciting player on the team is PC. So can you talk about what he brings to the strikers? The first of all, this weekend he will not bring nothing because he is his interest. He is, this is, that's why this is one of the problems I have. So, you know, I would, I would love to have PC on, on, on the field right now, but as I said, he's injured and they have no real 100% replacement for him. And what he would bring to the team, we all know that PC is really, in my opinion, So that was the interview with Gunther Kronsteiner. What sort of uh, one thing I liked about it, he said that 
uh, money does not play soccer. And that's totally true. It doesn't matter if you spend the most money or you don't spend the most money, maybe in the striker's case. But he says that it doesn't matter because money does not play football. So, <clears throat> there again, there was a lot of things that happened in Cosmos Country this past week that we would love to touch on. And if you have any questions or comments on Twitter at OneTeamPod, using the hashtag AskTheFirstTeam, and you, could, you can leave a comment or uh, anything that you would like to express about what we were talking about in the Mixler live chat room. So, a lot of things happened, and we're going to start with Cosmos B. They did get to the semifinals, which will be played tomorrow night. New York Cosmos B are taking on another team in the MPSL. That is the league that they play in, in tomorrow night's MPSL semifinal. If they win that matchup, they will go to the national finals in the MPSL. If you'd like to go to that matchup, it is a free admission tomorrow night at 7.30 at Hofstra Soccer Stadium. So Cosmos B so far has been a success. But my problem about the reserve team, about Cosmos B, is that every match they played, I know they were undefeated, but they crushed, they killed their opponent. And that's what you want to see from a team, especially your reserve team. Because a reserve team, you never think that they will would win a match 9 nothing or 7 nothing or or what whatever may be the case but they blew out their opponent that their opponent couldn't or didn't have any chances so my problem with the Cosmos B squad is are they in the right league is that too uh, are they too competitive are they too good for that league uh, and th that's my question that's my take on Cosmos B I like that they play in the MPSL rather than USL. But I do feel that are they playing better or are they the best players in the league, in their division? So that is my take if you would like to comment or ask a question about that. You could as well. Also, Hunter Freeman did sign a contract extension with the New York Cosmos. And Hunter Freeman is... A big piece for the Cosmos defense. He said that this is a special club with a unique culture, so there was no hesitation on my part in signing a new deal. Now that the contract is out of the way, I'm just focused on the fall and helping this team try to win some additional silverware. And talking about silverware, as we all know that the championship, the NASL championship, is going to be played at MCU Park in Coney Island, Brooklyn. So that was announced this week, and it's a crazy turn of events because Hofstra is having an event on that day, is having an event on November 7th, which is the day that the Cosmos are supposed to hold their semifinal matchup at home. They won this spring season, and all the supporters are excited because they're able to host a a spring season, I mean, they're able to host a semifinals and potentially host the final matchup at home. Again, that would be huge for their supporters, able to uh, sell tickets for that matchup as well, and able to watch our boys in green in person rather than watching on TV or on streaming. But news came out earlier this week 
from uh, the Cosmos, and they had a big press conference with the Brooklyn Bar president that they're playing at MCU Park. That is the second time that they are going to play there. And something that raises the question is, is that going to be their home after this season? And that's a question that pops up in my head is, after this season, after the 2015 season, are the Cosmos going to move to MCU Park? That's just my opinion. That's just me speculating right now. It's not official word from the club. We did have this conversation earlier when they played their first matchup at MCU Park. The reason why I think that this may be their home after Hofstra after this season is because they like playing there. The players, Giovanni Sarese, have said that they like the turf, that they like the playing conditions at MCU Park. My problem about if they do move to MCU Park just until they uh, build their own soccer-specific stadium is that you're going to lose your core supporters. You're going to lose your Long Island fan base. Long Island and Brooklyn are... It's not too far, uh, but your diehard fans are going to travel to MCU Park to see the Cosmos play. But once again, you're going to lose your core Long Island fans. Also, we did not see a sellout in the first matchup. Did not see a sellout. Are we going to see one in the semifinals? Hopefully. We're probably going to see the away supporters, whoever the Cosmos are playing. We're going to probably see their supporters at the stadium. The bar president of Brooklyn did say that he wants to see the Cosmos or he wants to see a soccer-specific stadium in, uh, in Coney Island in Brooklyn. So, there's a lot of options here. After this season, if the Cosmos don't agree to a, a contract with Hofstra, because the Cosmos did say that it's on a year-by-year basis. So, after this season, they can decide that Hofstra is not a good home for them. And we already know that is because every time the Cosmos want to host an event, if it's uh, the U.S. Open Cup or if it's the semifinals right now, come November, they can't host it, or they can't have it at Hofstra. And that's the downside of playing at Hofstra. Me personally, Hofstra is a great short-term stadium. Right now, as a Cosmos supporter, as someone looking into the future, the Cosmos have to find a long-term stadium. That's not going to be MCU Park, but they have to have a deal in place to build a stadium and potentially move to MCU Park if Hofstra is not the fit for the Cosmos, if it's not a good fit for the front office, if it's not a fit for Eric Stover and for the ambitions of the club. MCU Park is a proper stadium. They have a regular concourse, a lot more bathrooms and the beer situation for some supporters. They're able to sell beer rather than 
uh, in Hofstra, you have to stay in, in one area, I believe. But for MCU Park, you can have beer in your seats, or uh, there's more uh, food, there's more uh, concessions, and they have a team store, which is indoors. So there's a lot more features at MCU Park. But again, it's a baseball pitch. It's a baseball field turned into a soccer field. It looked okay when they played earlier in the year. It was a very cold night. But November 7th is going to be a 2 o'clock start time, which is pretty weird to me. Afternoon start time on a Saturday in November for the semifinals, the championship in the NESL. Again, if you have any questions or comments, at one team pod on Twitter. And you can leave your questions or comments on the Mixer chat room. Marco Senna is on everyone's mind. He is on the top of his list to get his visa to come back to the U.S. to play for the Cosmos. Hopefully, we see him next week uh, because the Cosmos do have... Uh, they're playing on Wednesday, and then they're playing on the weekend. So uh, a lot of matches in a short period of time. We got tomorrow night against the Strikers, then on Wednesday against Minnesota United, and on Saturday once again. So, again, short period with all these matches in between. Senna, hopefully we see him next week because his visa issues, hopefully he gets all figured out. Hopefully we see him in training by Monday or Tuesday. Depth is going to be key. And we always talk about depth during the offseason. We talked about how depth is going in the midfield and in other positions. How it's going to help the Cosmos going forward. And now this is the time period where we're actually going to see it. Uh, hopefully it's a good thing going forward. Meaning that these players contribute if they maybe score a goal or assist or whatever they do hopefully they show their ability on the pitch we may see some youngsters maybe we see a Haji Wright potentially starting a match which I would love to see maybe a Wednesday night uh, match at short stadium Haji Wright starting up top but lucky Maybe Gio wants to give uh, Raul a day off because we would like to see him on Saturday. So that would be uh, a good addition. Also, Senna is retiring at the end of the year, as we all know. And uh, it's sort of sad thing that Senna is retiring, and that's old news. But some news has came out today, or I mean, earlier this week, that. He does have a position with the club. After he retires, after he hangs up his boots, he is going to be a scout. And we have a direct quote from Giovanni Sarese. He will be a scout, a team relations person. He will work from Spain, will look at talent, will help us with clubs to do different things for our players to go to teams in Spain in the offseason, and he will be there evaluating. This is a great thing going forward, going into the future for the Cosmos. This is a great thing. Having Marco Senna play since your reboot season um, and finally hang up his boots, which I'm sad to see him go. 
I'm sad to not see him on the pitch, which maybe all the supporters, all the Cosmos supporters may agree with me, but I've never thought of a day where he would retire. I could never picture seeing the Cosmos roster or, or seeing them play and not seeing Senna on the pitch. I've never thought I would ever, ever hear about the, a day that that might happen or uh, see it for myself. And we didn't see it yet, but we're going to see it next season. Giovanni Sarrisi said on this show that it's going to be hard to replace Marco Senna, and it sure is, but he is going to be a valuable asset to the club off the pitch now, off the pitch. He's going to be a scout evaluating talent in Spain, so that's going to be great once the Cosmos do launch their academy. He can hopefully look for a great young talent in Spain and uh, send them over to Cosmos and sign a youth contract. That would be big for Senna to find talent there in Spain and just send it over, send some young, promising prospects, talent to the team. Also, Senna, he will be looking for other clubs where the Cosmos players could go in the offseason. So that's going to be a great thing as well. I talked about maybe Cosmos partnering up with PSG uh, so the Cosmos can train there. But maybe a club in Spain where in the offseason, the Cosmos players or some select players can go to uh, a club in Spain and train with them, stay fit during the offseason. Maybe uh, a player that's injured, maybe trying to get back to full fitness before preseason. So, again, this partnership or um, players for the club going to another club throughout the world, training with them, would be huge for this club. We did see it. I think it was Hunter Gorski and I think Sebastian Gonzati. I believe they both went to, uh, I think it's Malaga. In Spain, uh, and that was during the off season, I believe, if I recall correctly, they both went to Malaga at the same time, and they were training with them. So that was huge for the club as well, because ever since then we've never saw players go uh, abroad to, to to train without the club, without the team. Also, some more news that Raúl. He doesn't know if he's going to hang up his boots after this season. And at the press conference, and I remember this clearly, Raul did, did state that he may play one year, two years, or further. He did say that he is going to decide at the end of the season. So he's not going to give us a straight answer. So that leaves us thinking, if he does retire at the end of the season, he is going to be the head of the academy. If he stays, if he stays, we have our star striker for us for another season. Hopefully more than a season or two. And that's the question. How much can we get out of Raul? How much can Raul take of this league? How much do, does he have in his tank going forward? 
And we're seeing uh, now, or in the past matches, that he wasn't 100%. So, I don't know if he's not 100% by the end of the year. Will he continue playing? Continue getting fit? Can his body take it anymore? But these are questions that Raul are not going to answer right now. But if he does retire, the Cosmos, the Cosmos are going to have to search for another striker. They do have Mads Sokolin. They can pair them up with Lucky, Mads, and Lucky up front. Maybe next season without Raul and without Senna. If Raul does retire at the end of the year, it's going to be a sad, sad time if you're a supporter of the Cosmos. Because you're going to see two... Of these great players in the world of football. And the two greatest players in the reboot era. Retiring at the same time and leaving. And the Cosmos coaching staff. The supporters are going to be searching for another big name. For another impact player. For me, I don't think Raul has done enough. I feel like he, he should stay playing for another year or two. Senna, he's getting older. He he doesn't think his body would take it anymore. But he's going to be a great asset going forward for this club. Fighting talent. For our academy moving forward. Another great thing that happened this week about the future of the club. The Cosmos did announce a 19 affi affiliation uh, organization, a program. Where 19 youth teams or youth clubs partnered with the New York Cosmos. 19 of them. One of them is the Brooklyn Italians. And we're not going to name all of them, but one of them is the Brooklyn Italians. And this program is in place. So the Cosmos, no, so the uh, these organizations have a player, I mean, so their organization has a path to the pros. So their players in these 19 clubs, these 19 youth soccer clubs, have a chance to play with the Cosmos. And when I say have this big chance of playing, if the Cosmos do see some great talent in these clubs, eventually they will train or join the Cosmos Academy and hopefully one day play for the Cosmos. And this is a huge step moving forward because we all know, we all know that the Cosmos are looking to get a US Soccer Academy for the Cosmos. That's the academy that they are looking for. And hopefully it launches maybe in the off season, who knows. Uh we may have to check with the New York Cosmos about that one when they're looking to launch that academy system. But hopefully soon. But academies, uh, they take a while to develop talent. It matters what age groups they're going to start with. Uh, maybe not too young, but maybe uh, the 17 and 18 level, maybe younger, uh, maybe a 15 to 18 uh, level in the academy. That's what I'm guessing here, but... We just have to check with the club later on. So we're going to play for you a interview with Haji Wright. He did talk about 
of the, his first match playing with the near Cosmos in the professional level, playing for, for the first team rather than Cosmos B. And here is everyone's favorite player for Cosmos B or future player for Cosmos B and the near Cosmos, Haji Wright. This call is being recorded. So we're here with Haji Wright. How are you today, Haji? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you made your NASL debut on Saturday night against Indy 11. How did that feel? You know, it was a great experience to get my first match in the NASL. against a pretty, well, pretty good team, like Indy. And I was pretty nerve-wracking to get in. And you almost got your first goal, which uh, it went in, but it was a foul. I didn't see any contact there. Uh, what did you, you think on that foul? Man, it's, it's a pretty light call. I had minimal contact at most. You know, I didn't do much. I didn't push him or anything, put my hands on him, but I don't think it's a foul. So how does it feel to be the uh, youngest player on the squad? Uh, you know, different, but, you know, you get punked around a little bit, you know, pushed around, but you know, I'm holding my own. Uh, and let's talk about before you moved to the Cosmos, what uh, actually made you come here from the Galaxy? Just great players like Raul and Marcos, you know, great coaching staff like Aleko and Gio. Really learning for a player like me. So the Cosmos, they started their reserve team, Cosmos B, uh, earlier in the year. And now it's been a success so far. They've won numerous titles, numerous trophies. You are a part of that as well. Uh, how has that gone all season? Well, yeah, like you said, you know, we've won a lot of trophies so far. And having just started this year, you know, team's playing well. I'm playing well. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy. Thank you, Haji, for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. So that was Haji Wright. He said that he didn't think that that was a foul, and it really wasn't a foul. Uh, pro referees, they do have to uh, get their act together. The Cosmos always had problems with these referees, with their pro referees. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later on in the show. But uh, Haji Wright, again, an exciting prospect, an exciting player. Uh, hopefully we see some more of him in the fall season. Uh, maybe, once again, like I said before, they, the Cosmos have to, I mean, they're going to play Minnesota United on Wednesday. So it's going to be a quick turnaround from this Sunday at 5 o'clock kickoff time against the Strikers. And then on Wednesday, they're playing another home match. that They have a two-match homestand. And on Wednesday night, they're playing Minnesota United, who are playing tonight against the Jacksonville Armada. Then the Cosmos, again, another short turnaround on Saturday night against the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. So they play the Strikers two times, home and away. And uh, you're really going to see how they're going to play on Sunday. And that's sort of how it's going to dictate the match next Saturday. It's going to be different conditions. It's going to be different atmosphere and support. Uh, but the Cosmos players, they do know that uh, the five points and the supporters are cheering them on uh, from Fort Lauderdale. So they all know that they're 
getting support even though they're playing in Fort Lauderdale next Saturday. Talking about Haji Wright, he is an exciting player, and hopefully we do see him because uh, we do need to see more depth into the attacking positions. We haven't seen to get Raul and Lucky are just uh, playing hard and playing their best. But if Raul is not 100% throughout these matches, uh, and he may get a day off, or he we may see him late later on in the match. Uh, but Haji Wright, fast, exciting player, has a lot of pace, uh, and a really, really exciting uh, prospect of added him into the lineup. If you have any questions, comments, at one team pod on Twitter, and you can use our Mixer Live chat room to ask a question or a comment as well. So we are going to talk about the referees, and maybe what has to change there. Because we all know, especially with the Cosmos, the referees don't know if they uh, make the wrong calls all the time, uh, but they seem nervous when they make a call. And other media outlets, other podcasts, or uh, other uh, sources have talked about uh, their referees, and we're going to get in into that right now, but... Some Cosmos matches, we saw times where the referee doubts himself. If there's a call that you think should be overturned for the fairness of the game, do it. But don't wait until... A player from one of the teams that doesn't like the call comes after you and uh, maybe yells in your face or screams or curses, whatever he may be doing to the referee. But don't change your call then. We saw that when the Cosmos played Indy 11, their first match in the fall season. The Cosmos were losing by a goal. They were down a goal. They come back, e equalize it. Walter Sheppel the exciting player he is, equalizes. And then he gets on the ball once again, and the Cosmos are in front. Uh, but then when you, once you look at the replay, that goal was offsides. It didn't count, and that was the right call. But the referees at that match didn't call it offsides into... Christian Neek, the goalkeeper from Indy 11, ran, and him and his other teammates ran towards the linesman and yelled, got mad, yelled in his face. Some violent conduct, no card, and the goal was taken away because of offsides. And that was the linesman and the referee talking with each other, having a conversation about what happened. But never doubt yourself. Don't wait until uh, the other players come at you and say, oh, that wasn't a goal or uh, that wasn't a red card or whatever. Don't change your mind so quickly. I know there's not instant replay or whatever, but you have to be a great referee. You have to remember what happened in your head. You can't uh, get scared because uh, the players are coming at you or they're getting mad at you. That's going to happen in... in Every match, you ref. But you have to uh, 
conduct yourself. You have to stay consistent. Uh, and I don't think the pro referees or some pro referees, because there is some refs in the NASL and under pro who are good referees. But I would like to see a stricter, uh, maybe a stricter um, lesson before they get onto the pitch to call any match. In England, I saw a feature on the referees there in England. And some of them, they may not be the best in the world. But I feel that they are the better ones. They are better than the referees here. Besides making the calls, they have strict uh, fitness programs. I don't feel the NASL referees are up to those fitness levels or up to this fitness criteria that in England with their refs that they see up to. And the calls, I, I feel like they need stricter, uh, stricter lessons going forward because these referees just need to improve. And I don't know if the NASL wants to create their own refereeing organization uh, and sanction their own referees within the league. Would that be a better idea? That would be harder. The league would actually have to start it and pay out of their own pockets. Right now, Pro is just uh, assigning referees to the league. To each professional league. But would that be a feasible thing? Would the NASL actually be able to do that? Would it help the league? Would the referees be better? If the NASL implements their own... Uh, their own criteria into the referees? Standards. Higher standards. And maybe penalties if they do get a call wrong. Or whatever. So the referees actually learn about what they're doing. Half the referees that we see making the wrong calls just don't care. Don't care. And I do believe the NASL, I think before the season started, they implemented this new rule or uh, way to improve the referees where I think each coach has to fill out a, uh, a piece of paper where he comments on the referee saying how he did. And I believe there is a judge from pro that's watching the referee. So there is people watching. There are people worried about how this referee is going to do. Is he uh, going to do good down the line? So we're going to talk about Minnesota United, who right now are playing the Jacksonville Armada. We will get you a score update for that one if you are not watching that right now. Also, we will play... We will preview every match this weekend and give you our score predictions for the Cosmos matchup. Right now, Jacksonville Armada leads Minnesota United by a score of 2-1. to one. That is Friday night soccer rather than Wednesday night soccer on One World Sports. Every MLS fan, and I am not a MLS fan, uh, MLS supporters love Friday night soccer. And I do believe the NASL should adopt it as well. Wednesday night soccer, I believe it's okay. It's not the best, but... Uh, Friday night soccer draws more people because uh, people get off of work and uh, 
people are excited for the weekend. But on Wednesday nights, uh, middle of the week, people have things to do. The draw for those matches are not great. So this weekend, a lot of great matches. From a Canadian Derby matchup, uh, the Strikers take on the Cosmos on Sunday. Again, a lot of great matches. And we have our first one tonight. 2-1 Jet Jacksonville Armada lead against Minnesota United. So the Armada are getting it done there at the halftime break. We see tomorrow the Carolina Redhawks are facing the Tampa Bay Rowdies. The Rowdies lost to the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. So uh, my take here, I do see a about a 3-2 Redhawks victory. I see the Rowdies at least getting two goals, but I feel the Redhawks with Shipolani and some great, great players up front, Simone Braccarello, Nacho Novo. Some great players up front that they can get the job done against the Rowdies. The next matchup is Indy 11 facing the Silverbacks. And the Silverbacks, they tend to play a uh, sit back and defend role. That's their style of play that they just sit back and just defend. And then once they feel comfortable with the lead, their supporters talk about their style of parking the bus. They Towards the end of the match, they... If they're up or if they're tied, they just sit back and defend so they don't lose a match or lose a couple of points. So I do see a draw here, a 1-1 draw, uh, because of that style of play by the Silverbacks. They're just going to sit back and defend. Uh, maybe the Indy 11 do get a goal off a mistake or uh, whatever. The opportunities are endless, but uh, a 1-1 draw by, I mean, that matchup. On Sunday, we see the, a Canadian Derby, which is going to be great. We always see it in the Canadian Championship between the two NASL sides. FC Edmonton taking on the Iowa Fury. The Fury have been on fire, really, really on fire. Ottawa is bringing right now a 10-game on being streak into this Canadian Derby. Can FC Edmonton break that 10-game on being streak? That would be a huge task to do. I don't think FC Edmonton has uh, the chance to do that. I don't think they would be able to because of how great the few you have been playing. So I do predict a 2-1 Ottawa Fury victory. Again, that match is not going to be played at Clark Stadium in Edmonton. It is going to be played in Fort McCarmy. They did play a match there before. Uh, the Eddies, but they're playing there once again, sort of like how the Cosmos are playing in the Cyclones Stadium at, at MCU Park in Brooklyn. So they're trying to play somewhere else to try to draw more supporters, draw more fan support, grow the fan base, uh, and actually show that there is a great soccer team in Edmonton. And the last matchup of the weekend is the New York Cosmos facing the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. And we did talk about that, that the Strikers are on a hot hot streak right now. Uh, they beat the Rowdies, which was a surprising victory for me and probably for all the Rowdy supporters. I do predict a Cosmos victory, of course. Maybe a 2-1 victory. I do see the Strikers getting at least at least one. Uh, the back line should improve as well. Ayose, we should see back. Uh, Ayose, great, great player. 
Hopefully we see Reversio back because again he is a key a key part to the Cosmos back line. Carlos Mendez, I believe I saw that he is available or will, will be available for this weekend's matchup. Hunter Freeman, he did sign a contract extension. He is excited for this matchup as well. Also, uh, some great, great defenders for the squad going forward into this fall season. What I would like to see in the back line, my favorite back line, if I was Giovanni Cerezi, would be uh, Samuel Caceres. Because I believe this guy, Samuel Caceres, is a great, a great defender. And if the Cosmos, I said this before, but if the Cosmos can buy out his contract, could make him a permanent player on the squad, he'll be a great a great defender for the future. So Samuel Caceres, Ayose, Carlos Mendez, Reversio, and Hunter Freeman, if I didn't say him over, I don't know. Hunter Freeman, Ayose, Carlos Mendez, and Samuel Caceres. That is a great back line. That's what I would like to see. A Reversio, if he's not fit, you can always throw in a Hunter Gorski. Or a Caceres. So, I'm going to give you my starting 11 like I did before. The defenders, I just said. Restrepo on the right wing. Leo Fernandez, who is a great mid midfielder on the left. I would like to see him start. He hasn't been starting recently. I don't know what's up with Leo. Or if he's not fit. Or whatever may be the case with Leo. Hopefully we do see him starting against the Strikers because we need all the firepower we need. Senem is not going to be back in time for the Strikers matchup, but hopefully he is back in time for selection for the matchup on Wednesday night against Minnesota United. So I would like to see uh, in the midfield on Sunday at 5 p.m., I would like to see Danny Satella and Adam Moffitt. Also, up front... Lucky, and if Raul is not 100%, I'm going to be a bad cop here. If Raul is not 100%, I would like to see Haji, right, or Mad Oakland, but I would really like to see Haji teaming up with uh, Lucky against a tough Fort Lauderdale Strikers squad. But if Raul is fit, I would like to see Raul partnering up with Lucky going up against a tough Strikers Squad. So that is my starting 11. That is my predicted starting 11 if those players are fit and up for selection for the match on Sunday night. If you guys enjoyed tonight's show, we will be back next week at 8 p.m. Eastern Time next Friday talking about what happened uh, from the Strikers matchup to uh, the Minnesota United on Wednesday night to another Strikers matchup that we were going to talk about and maybe preview. Uh, we will have to see what happens on Sunday. Hopefully the Cosmos do break their uh, win the streak. They haven't won a match since June, which is sort of surprising and sort of hard to understand once you're a Cosmos fan because I, I don't know what losing is. Uh, so if they do win, it will be a great thing for the supporters because Cosmos supporters right now are not furious, but they're sort of mad uh, because the team hasn't won a match yet. But if... Your Cosmos supporter that is worrying or is getting upset that the Cosmos are not winning matches, please don't worry. Please do not worry about that because the Cosmos are going to come through hopefully on Sunday uh, at home at Short Steam. And then after that matchup, we are going to see a Cosmos Cup of Final. We are going to see 
Ireland against Colombia. And if you're going to that match, please stick around. Cosmos Cup of Colombia against Ireland. I do take Ireland taking home the Cosmos Cup of Trophy. Hopefully they do win. Hopefully my prediction is correct. Ireland looks like a strong squad. They did win on penalties to get to the finals. And the Cosmos Cup is a very exciting tournament. So check out the Cosmos Cup if you are going to the match on Sunday. If you're going to the match on Sunday, please, if you see me walking around Hofstra Short Stadium, please uh, stop me and we can talk about Cosmos. Whatever you want to talk about, we will see you next week. Also, I am going to be at Short Stadium if I didn't say that already. Uh, we will be talking to supporters. So if you want to be on the show, if you want to hear your voice on the First Team Podcast, uh, you can tweet us at one team pod or on Facebook at the first team podcast. So we're tuning out right here. Uh, my name is John Frashante. Tuning out, you can follow us at one team pod on Twitter. If you have a question throughout the week or uh, if you would like to contact us, you can email us at first team pod at gmail.com. Let me just say my last take on uh, the Friday night matchup. I mean, the NASL should adopt this going forward. The MLS has it so far. Uh, It has been a success. Supporters there uh, have loved it. And if when there is not a match on Friday night, they feel like they're missing out on something. So please, NASL, if you are listening to this podcast right now, please, instead of a Wednesday night matchup, Friday night is our night. Friday night is the best night. To hold a midweek, I mean to hold a weeknight match. As I said earlier, people are just getting out of work or they got out earlier and they're excited about the matchup. People are available to go to matches rather than busy with work or other uh, issues in their life throughout the week. Other responsibilities. So Friday, best night to hold a matchup, especially a NASL match. So, once again, I'm going to be at Hofstra Short Stadium on Sunday. I will be watching Cosmos Cup as well at the end after the Cosmos matchup. So, if you want to be on the First Team Podcast, you can tweet us at One Team Pod. You can like the podcast on Facebook at the First Team Podcast on Facebook. You can like us on Instagram at the First Team Podcast. Uh, no, at One Team Podcast. And uh, thank you for tuning in. As always, let's go Cosmos. I'm got a parkour, steady, ready, tripping Definitely heavily gifted, so mentally fit, kid Potentially lifted, physically's meant to be Typically expect to see, what do you expect from me? Haters all friend of me, now the emotion free from me Never be an enemy, not my fault you lost And don't realize that you envy me The rhythm, get them, kill them, got them wishing like damn Spit them, drill them, throw them with these lyrics going ham Feel them, spit them, just chilling, this is my jam When I'm grilling, I'm making a million, yes I am Jiggy, Jimmy, Yaku, motherfucker, yeah I'm fat I haven't been gone for too long, man, relax This track's a rap, both turn to get that And I hope you know I'm untouchable like a person go to back uh, And I hope you know I got that hot shit Spit on any topic, some rappers don't got it Yeah, just rock it, come on and put a sock in it So many bitch-ass whack rappers, you just not it Put your hands up 
Put your hands up, put your hands up. What up, what up? Put your hands up, put your hands up. Put your hands up if you don't give a fuck. Yeah, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up right now. Right now, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, motherfuckers get loud. I'm steady, ready, top heavy, ready, let's go. Fake friends think they met me, but they never know. The true me, the real me, on stage me at scene. The commercial intervene, I'm so AP. So never would I ever get in trouble with my team. Rats really never shitty, it'll spit it on the scene. For my city, love my pity, puff like Diddy, y'all mean. Just fist me, music hits me, I'm a microphone fiend. Everyone around me surrounds with my sound Be astounding, the beats that I'm pounding Started just clowning, but recently found it A new ground now, can somehow we not clown yet? Gonna make history, contest with the industry Obsessed with it instantly, possess the talent seriously Finesse the power lyrically, progressing style here in it Best by my God's fear to me, the rest of smile seed in me Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up What up, what up? Put your hands up, put your hands up Put your hands up if you don't give a fuck Yeah, put your hands up, put your hands up Put your hands up, right now Right now. Put your hands up, put your hands up Put your hands up, motherfuckers get loud